you know, we were working with them, a couple, they came in a couple weeks ago and they got a letter last year. We, we just started working with them. They, they got a long-term care policy. Each of them did years ago. And one of them, it's a couple, they got two separate policies. It was approved by the state of Ohio. One of them had a 92% premium increase. <gasps> and the other one had 103% premium increase. Think about that, okay? So what are you gonna do? So you're on a fixed income. Now, you know, you're thinking that you're spending $2,500 a year for a policy. Right. And now it's doubled 5,000. Wow. You know, how does that affect your budget? And by the way, that wasn't the first premium increase that they had. Wow. It's the Retirement Trainer with Ed Sedell, a podcast about helping you find ways to become financially fit for your future, no matter what kind of shape you're in now. I'm Heather Branch, and on the show today, long-term care. Researchers at Georgetown University estimate that 70% of individuals 65 and older will need some sort of long-term care during their lifetimes. So the question is not if you need a long-term care plan, it's what kind of plan do you need? But policies seem expensive and options complicated. Long-term care planning is an emotional subject that can often be overwhelming. However, a lot of distress can be avoided by taking the time now to start thinking about the care that you might need later. And Ed Sedell, the retirement trainer, is here to help us more on the matter. Hi, Ed. Hey, good morning, Heather. How are you? Doing good. I know that this is a subject that is personal to you as you have gone through your own challenges and in the way of learning about your parents and what they did or did not plan for appropriately and you having to navigate these waters unknown. I think that that's when this whole idea of long-term care in 2019 mm -hmm. is that it's uncharted territory. The baby boomer generation is revolutionizing retirement stage. We're living longer right. now. Never really before have we had to think about planning for this phase of life and more importantly, how to be financially successful with that plan in that phase of life than we're doing now. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, and, it, and it's all about planning, right? right. Um, you know, the baby boomers retiring at a rate of 10,000 a day. We're just now hitting, you know, in, in 2016, that first wave started hitting 70 and a half, and that was three years ago. So they're hitting that that stage in life where that 70% of retirees are gonna start to need that long-term care. And did they plan for it? And, and how did they plan for it? And right. the stress that it, it adds to the family, if you don't take care of the financial part of it, that just kind of adds to the overall mental, physical, and, and emotional stress of, mm -hmm. of that event, you know, especially for the, the spouse, the, the stay-at-home caregiver, um, and the family. I think that that's probably the biggest mission that we have in this conversation is to think about what can we take care of now? Because any situation right. that evolves from these kinds of long-term care plans, it often involves stressful emotional situations. So it's like, what can you do now to alleviate as much as possible when and if these, these times arise? Yeah, you know, in, in understanding some some basic misconceptions, all right? So the, the cost of, of nursing care, especially memory care, when it comes to dementia and, and Alzheimer's, mm -hmm. it can be anywhere from 7,000 to, you know, $10,000 a month or more. And, you know, everyone thinks, well, it's not that big of a deal. I don't need long-term care because Medicare is gonna cover it. Well, it really doesn't. Medicaid only steps in once you become financially destitute. And, you know, 
look, thank God that there is is Medicaid. There are Medicaid facilities out there for for long term care. But let's be honest, nobody really wants to have their family in that kind of situation unless they have to. So you can kind of plan ahead for that that kind of situation. And long term care expenses, you know, the average day used to be two years. Now with memory care and Alzheimer's, people are living longer and longer. So now we're upwards of five, six, seven years. And, you know, if you're looking at, you know, even $7,000 a month, that can have a huge impact uh, for the, the stay-at-home spouse. You know, the, the one that's still at home who doesn't need the care, it can act, absolutely destroy a lifetime of savings. You know, people that have worked, you know, 30, 40, 45 years or more, right. and it can be gone in, in four or five years or sooner. Okay. And, you know, firsthand knowledge, having the kids being able to, to take care of, of the family you know, and Heather, you know this, I mean, how crazy life is and right. with your own family and everything else, you know, taking care of someone with long-term care issues, um, especially memory care, you know, it is, it's a full-time job right. and that's the stress, right? So it leaves very little for any other kind of a life other than taking care of that person. So, you know, those are kind of the misconceptions that, well, you know what, um, we could just take care of them at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, Medicare is going to pay for it. Mm-hmm. So it's not that big of a deal. That's just not the case anymore. So you had brought up the idea of mental health care and dementia and Alzheimer's, because that's something that you have personally, your family is experiencing currently. Correct. Yeah. My, my mom is in a, is in a facility, um, memory care facility down in, in Florida. Uh, and you know what? We're so blessed. Uh, our, we were able to, because the baby boomers are, are getting to that age and it's mm-hmm. the largest segment of the population, mm-hmm. you know, those memory care facilities, it's really, really hard to get into any of them, especially the good ones. And we we're very blessed to get into the one that we're in and they do a great job and they take care of her. But, you know, my dad took care of my mom probably for four years before it got to that point to where, you know, it was just taking a toll on him. Right. So relying on on the family and self-insuring can only go so far. And then there comes to a point where you have to have some kind of insurance to be able to get the care that you want, you know, for, for your parents and for your family. I want you to give us the examples of some of those options as far as how to, we can plan as with insurance and the different types of types of coverages that we have available to us. But before we get into that, I just wanted to ask if you could share any of your personal experiences where you were caught off guard, where you thought, man, we could have avoided this or we could have worked around this. Had we thought about this situation or that case scenario Is there anything that you learned from the experience right off that you know that you now educate people that you work with? Yeah, you know, you know, as a planner, we, my mom and and dad and I, you know, we had been planning for this for for years, you know, that not that it is going, that it was going to happen, but in the event. Um, And and my sister was instrumental in, in making sure that, you know, we were all on the same page. And so I guess the point is, you know, even being a financial advisor planner, making sure that we had everything buttoned up with the insurance and the income and you know if something were to happen to either one the other one was going to be taken care of it is even with all the financial stuff you know it is that that mental and emotional strain not knowing the kind of facility not knowing the questions they ask no not knowing that i should be interviewing the the people on the floor taking care of my my mom um and, and again that's why we were taken so off guard and we were very blessed to be in the the place that we're in right now. 
but I just can't imagine not knowing the questions to ask, not knowing the kind of facilities that, you know, the issues, the different stages that, that my mom was going to go through. Um, you know, it, it can completely blindside you. Now you take all that and now you're stressed financially. Right. That just puts it on a whole nother level. All right. So let's dig into that a little bit. Do you want to start with common financial issues or do you want to start with what our options are as far as what we should be looking for in the way of insurance? Taking a step back and saying, okay, you know, am I going to self-insure and, and you know, what are my assets? You know, what are our expenses? Step one, the income. How much income do we have coming in? What are our expenses? And how much money is left over? If something were to happen, can we self-insure and then cover it with our assets? Because, you know, some people can't. Okay. I mean, honestly, they, they really can, but right. most people can't. Right. And, you know, once you understand that kind of picture and, and where the money is going to go and, and how much the stay-at-home family member or spouse is going to keep and, and have to live on, then that's when you say, okay, this is the gap, all right? This is how much we need per month. If the facility cost is 7000 8000 9000 10000 whatever it is per month, mm-hmm. how much am I missing? Okay. You know, and, and it's going to keep going up every year. So the first thing is, well, let's go ahead and get a traditional long-term care policy. Right. And the problem with traditional long-term care policies are... Number one, if you don't use it, let's hope that no one does. But if you don't in a traditional long-term care policy, mm-hmm. you're paying into it for however many years, you know, $5,000 a year for 10 years, you know, 20 years, whatever it is. And if you never use it, then you lose it. There's no benefit to the surviving spouse. There's okay. no benefit, you know, from a legacy planning. It just kind of goes away. Even in, then, even with like a married couple, that's not like you can buy one of these, you can probably, I guess maybe you could buy a joint long-term care plan, but there's still a lot of stipulations. Is that the idea? Right, exactly. And so depending on, on the joint, you know, policy, that means that there may be a benefit that mm-hmm. both of them have to split. So okay. Okay. let's say, right. And and that becomes the problem because we, you know, we see a lot of those where- It dilutes the coverage. It does. Okay. So you, you may have $400,000 worth of coverage, which sounds really good. Yep. Okay. But it's split between two people. Got it. Okay. And, and that's not always the case, but it's like anything else. You need to make sure you do your homework. You need to make sure that you understand- what you have, because here's the other thing too, is that the premiums, you know, we were working with um, a couple, they came in, you know, a couple of weeks ago and they got a letter last year. We, we just started work with them. They, they got a long-term care policy. Each of them did years ago. And one of them, it's a couple, they got two separate policies. Mm-hmm. And one of them had, it was approved by the state of Ohio. One of them had a 92% premium increase. And the other one had a hundred and three percent premium increase. Oh, think about that. No, think about that. Okay, so what are you going to do? So you're on a fixed income now. You know you're thinking that you're spending twenty five hundred dollars a year for a policy, right? And now it's doubled five thousand. Wow. You know how does that affect your budget? And by the way, that wasn't the first premium increase that they had. Wow. So they're not fixed. Um, So they they can increase. So you have to understand that. And then, you know, if you can't pay that premium with this couple, one of the things that we looked at is, okay, so if we keep the premium the same, you know, what are the options? Well, the options are, you know, the the benefit period. So instead of it being paid out over four years, it's two years. All right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the benefit amount gets cut. Okay. So. You know, these are the things that you, you really need to, to look at when it comes to traditional long-term care. They're expensive. 
life insurance companies kind of got together a couple years ago and they saw how expensive long traditional long-term care insurance really started to become. This okay. is something that I have been reading about the idea of these life insurance the hybrid. with the all yeah. there's there's this thing people are talking about alternatives with writers or hybrid policies. Is that what right. this is? Yeah, you know, I mean, okay. and it's it's a great option. Um, look, they're not cheap. Right. Okay. But a lot of times the premiums are guaranteed, which means they can't go up. And it's not a use it or lose it situation. So if, you know, if you never need, you know, for me, right? So let's just say, you know, my wife and I, Leanne and I, we, we have a policy and we never need it. Mm-hmm. Instead of it just going back to the insurance company, if I were to pass away, you know, that benefit then becomes, that death benefit then goes to Leanne. Okay. All right. And so she gets it and then vice versa. But if both of us pass away, it goes to our kids. So from a legacy planning, um, it's not a use it or lose it. Okay. And the way that it works is it's it's kind of a, they call it a, a, a chronic care or long-term care rider, depending on the insurance company. And these are all big companies. And most of them in, in the state of Ohio and in most states, there's no additional charge for this rider. The big difference between the traditional long-term care as well as the the uh, life insurance hybrid version, one is beneficial and the other is reimbursable. So a traditional life insurance policy where it, it has the chronic illness rider on it, which is basically long-term care. So as long as, you know, the doctor says that two of the activities of daily living, you can no longer perform, whether it's eating, bathing, dressing, toileting, transferring, which is walking and continence, that's actually going to the bathroom. Toileting is, is getting on and off the, the Got commode. It. Okay. okay. Yep. That's the difference. Yep. Then, you know, you're able to start drawing on that, that life insurance part of it. And it actually goes to the family because it's a, a drawdown of the death benefit. There's no taxable consequence. It can serve as a stay at home or hospice care, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Or respite care, excuse me, when it's in the home. And if a loved one, whether it's a spouse or a family member, has to take time off from work to, to take care of that, mm-hmm. you know, they can use that to make up for that loss of income. Oh, really? There's no taxable consequence. Okay. Right? So it's, it's tax-free. Whereas with traditional long-term care, it's reimbursable. Most of these policies are reimbursable, which means you have to show the expenses that were incurred. Okay. And then you have to submit them, okay, and then you're reimbursed. So you have to go through, you have to pay out of pocket right. whether or not you have the money or the right. credit line. You have to pay Correct. out of pocket. Then you have to gather all the information and submit it and wait for the reimbursement with the traditional long-term and, care policy. And hope that everything that you paid for is fully reimbursable. Okay. Now, here's the other thing too. So let's just say that the doctor says, you know, there's two of the six activities of daily living you can no longer perform. Yeah. And I say, you know, I'm going to stay home and, and take care of, you know, Leanne or my mom or my dad or whoever it is. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. They can't pay me because I'm not a licensed care provider. Okay. And that's the difference. So you're paying this money in. And a lot of times there's no respite care or home health care that's, that's part of these policies. And if there are, you know, you have to pay that to, to an outside provider. Not that that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And it may make sense for you. These are just the things that you need to understand when you're going in. You know, a, a lot of times people go into these situations uh, eyes wide shut. Right. And you need to understand the, the bigger picture and what your options are. And so 
going through the whole planning process. You know, I mean, we talk about it all the time, you know, the, the income planning. Well, that's not just, you know, where's my money coming from, but, you know, is it going to last the rest of my life? Then you have the investments, then you have your taxes, all right? And then you have your health care, which includes the long-term care. And then you have your legacy planning, all five steps. They're not isolated. They're all kind of intertwined together. And that's why when you have a plan, it's so important to put all these things together, especially when it comes to long-term care planning. Because if you have a policy and you're splitting it and it's $400,000 between the two of you, and now both of you need long-term care, Mm -hmm. you know, what kind of facility are you going into? Are you going into a completely private facility, which means typically once you run out of those funds, all right, then you're out of the facility. Mm -hmm. They don't have to keep you anymore. Mm -hmm. Or if you just don't have any assets, are you going into a straight Medicaid? And we talked about this before, you know, nobody really wants that for their family, Mm -hmm. but thank God there is that option, right? right? Mm -hmm. Or is that there that in between where that semi kind of private facility where you can pay as long as you have it. And then all of a sudden, you know, when you run out, you get to stay there and, you know, Medicaid kicks in at that point, you know, so, Understanding your overall picture and what those plans are so that that way and, and having the conversation, right. you know, that's the big thing. Communication, 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 right? Making sure that you understand between you and your spouse, you know, what you guys want and then taking that information and talking to your kids and your family and saying, hey, guys, this is what we want. Mm-hmm. Make sure that and it is so uncomfortable. It's such a downer of a conversation. It's horrible. Nobody wants to have it. But, you know, when I'm teaching class, I tell people, look, do not be selfish, okay? It sounds horrible that I'm saying that, but you need to make sure that your family, okay, they understand because you're going to prevent a lot of fighting and problems down the road. Just like having multiple powers of attorney on the same to answer those those questions and make those really, really tough decisions. Mm -hmm. It just becomes so impossible for families to get along. The two things that people fight about all the time when... It comes to health and, and death is, you know, the money and health and making those those decisions. So, again, part of the communication process is, you know, guys, I, I know I have five or six kids. We love you all, but so-and-so is going to make those decisions. And then after that, it's going to be Billy and then Susie and then Jane and Tom, you know, just go all the way down. Mm-hmm. But only having that one person make the decision, but everybody knows mm-hmm. what the decisions are that you want made. I right. mean, that's going to be key. I think that the biggest underlying theme that I hear you talking about through this whole conversation is one, educating yourself and two, using that education to acquire a proper plan. And, and like we were saying before, the baby boomer generation is really changing things about this phase of life. We're living longer. We're having to think yeah. about things that nobody has ever had to think about. So it is, if you're if you're listening to the podcast and you're saying, why don't I know about any of this stuff? Because we are all learning about it. You were just saying about how some of these new hybrid and alternative policies have just been around for just a couple of years now. So perhaps somebody that even was thinking about long-term care in years past thought that they had it all figured out. Now they need to revisit and see if it's exactly what they thought it was going to be or if maybe they can make some transitions and and make some changes in their plan to better serve themselves and their families. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, take it even one step further. Those people that were declined for a traditional long-term care policy because they're really, really hard to get it's based on morbidity, right? So morbidity is if there's a possibility based on, you know, health, whether it's back, knees, whatever it is, you've got problems. 
where any of the six activities of daily living you cannot perform, you're probably, your chances of getting covered are going to be slim and none because that's a high probability that you're going to draw down on that policy. And, and, you know, insurance companies don't want that. Right. Whereas with traditional life insurance, you know, it's, it's not based on morbidity. It's based on mortality, okay. right? Because it's life insurance. How long are you going to live? So me, with my, my knees and shoulders and everything else, there's no way I would get coverage in a, on a traditional policy. But, you know, using life insurance with the chronic illness rider on it, which is basically the, the long-term care rider, mm-hmm. you know, it gives me the ability because I'm healthy and, you know, they're looking at it based on my zip code. Okay, chances are these guys, these actuaries, guys and gals, they're smart. They're, say, within, you know, a couple months. We know that he's statistical probability he's going to live until age 87 and, you know, he's in his early 50s. Yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead and cut him a policy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so if you were declined or denied coverage for traditional long-term care, that doesn't mean it's completely out of the picture. You know, you you probably still have a pretty good chance of getting one of these life insurance um, hybrid policies with a chronic illness rider to cover that long-term care expense. So, you know, that's the the silver lining. And probably, have you had experience with people that had no idea that they might've been declined for this previous coverage that they applied for and they thought, well, I'm out and they didn't even realize there was another option? Oh yeah, all okay. the time, all the time. All and, right. and that's why I brought it up because people are shocked and things keep changing. They, they keep evolving, you know, every day. And so, you know, that, that's so important to understand that there still could be options out there for you. Things are always changing, which is why you are here to remind us of the constant change and help us figure it all out because there is a lot to know and a lot to do. But we are thankful that we have you, Ed Zidell, the retirement trainer, to help us at least try to get it done. Try, try. (laughs) No, we really appreciate all the ways that you're here to educate us and help us get into better financial shape. And in this case, better long-term care shape. So we appreciate all this information today. Thank you so much. Absolutely. My pleasure. You've been listening to The Retirement Trainer with me, Ed Siddell. If you like what you heard, please share it with your friends and family. And if you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts where you can subscribe, rate, and review this show. Got a retirement question? Send me an email to ed at egsifinancial.com. You can also learn more about us at egsifinancial.com. Join me next week for more retirement training. Thanks for listening. Edward Siddell is an investment advisor representative of EGSI Investment Management, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than what originally invested. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. EGSI Financial Services, Inc. is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Edward Siddell, NPN Insurance License Number 359-6278.